Jeffrey Epstein is back in the news, ladies and gentlemen. And why is this the case? Well, there are many reasons. Well, not really. Well, let's let's just go back to August 10th when we all woke up um especially those in the on you know, the West Coast. We woke up that morning to find out that Jeffrey Epstein had supposedly taken his own life by hanging himself. Now, people generally believe that that wasn't the case. We all we all knew and could just figure out very easily that he had not taken his own life. So, what has ha- now he's back in the news again because um Dr. Michael Baden a very uh, prominent, a very prominent person who does, who looks at you know bodies and um, he he's just he's just he's just a very good uh, medical examiner and has a very long decade has a very long medical career spanning five decades. Um, Jeffrey he says that Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy is more consistent with homicidal strangulation than suicide. That is unbelievably important. And that's really not shocking to anyone. And I, I, I really just want to make this point here. If you if if you knew if you knew nothing about science at all, and you knew nothing about the body, how it worked, or anything like that, you could still figure out that Epstein did not kill himself. We already, we, that was already known. So, that, so that is pretty crucial. I mean, cause, I mean, just look at the situation that was, that was going on, okay? So, you had people who, so you had fake security guards who didn't make their rounds for three hours. No camera footage because the cameras were supposedly broken. Um, the guards had fallen asleep. Jeffrey Epstein had already tried to take his own life before. They put him on suicide watch. And that means he's not supposed to be alone in his cell. Um, so he had a partner. He had a cellmate. They removed the cellmate. Um, and I'm not doing this stuff in order. I'm just saying all, all the things that were involved with his death. Which is, it just shows there's no way he killed him. He killed himself. He had a cellmate. Asked for the cellmate to be removed because he thought he was scary. I think, I think if I remember correctly, he was a former cop. Or he either, he either was a former cop or a former person or former cop killer. I don't remember. But he was intimidated by this guy physically. And said, I don't want him in here. And, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was pretty much taken off the list and it, it's just ridiculous it i mean all of these things happened and it's like clear it's like clearly something else was involved i'm not going to point to any person okay because here's the thing there are many names tied there are many names negatively tied to Jeffrey Epstein to just point to Donald Trump or you know, people on the right, you know, 
they were pointing to uh, Donald. They were pointing to Hillary Clinton, or I should say the Clintons. And I was like, okay, maybe. And then there were people who were point. There were people on the left pointing to Trump, and I was like, okay, maybe. But you can't pinpoint it on anyone because there were so many names tied to it. The minute those names were released, we all we all knew that Jeffrey Epstein just didn't have long. We knew there was no chance he was going to make it out of out of twenty nineteen alive. And then we also knew, and then you know, it was just a matter of time. Of like, okay, does he have hours, days, weeks? We just knew. We just knew he was going to go very soon. So I don't want to point at anybody because there are, there are a lot of people who had to gain from it. I, I I just so you you can't point to any single person. But let's get into this article on Fox News. The body of disgraced money man and sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, who was found dead in his Manhattan federal prison cell in August, bore telltale signs of homicide, despite an official ruling that he killed himself. A pioneering forensic pathologist revealed to Fox and Friends in an exclusive interview Wednesday. The bombshell... Okay, they say the bombshell claim. First of all, I don't really consider it a bombshell because most people... Most people, when they heard about it, they just... If you knew... If you knew just a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein, if you knew that he was a guy connected to multi-millionaires and multi-billionaires... Um, he was running a sex ring, got caught, and then, you know, ended up dead. With just those details, you would, you would know, okay, that guy didn't kill himself. Multi-millionaires and multi-billionaires have lots of resources. They have way more to lose than the average Joe. So they will go to any means necessary, as many people would go to any means necessary, to protect their name. And to protect their stuff. So I, I wouldn't call it a bombshell claim. Anyway, the bombshell claim by Dr. Michael Baden, a former New York City medical examiner who has worked on high-profile cases during a five-decade medical career, is certain to reignite suspicions that surfaced immediately after Epstein, who was awaiting trial on federal sex trafficking charges involving underage girls who was discovered dead in his cell on August 10th. Baden, who was hired by Epstein's brother, and observed the autopsy, told Fox News its findings are more consistent with homicidal strangulation than suicidal hanging. He noted that the 66-year-old Epstein had two fractures on the left and right sides of his larynx, specifically the thyroid cartilage of or Adam's apple, as well as one fracture of the left hyoid bone above the Adam's apple, Baden told Fox News. Okay, so that was that was if you don't know, if you don't know uh, physiology that well, if you don't know anatomy that well, it's not all. It's kind of important, and it would help you to know this. But you know, just I mean, just know the the whole point of this article is that I want to say, okay, will this will this bring this back into the headline news? Here's the thing: the public already didn't believe the reports. When when there was when there was no camera footage, we knew. I mean, I mean, it's like your wait, your cameras were broken, so they worked perfectly perfectly well. 
during during the rest of the year and the rest of time, but at this moment, multiple cameras just stopped working. Who? Nobody believed that. Okay, so Baden, this is according to the article. Um, well, well, let me read this quote first. Those three fractures are extremely unusual in suicide hangings and could occur more commonly in homicidal strangulation. Um, Baden, who is also a Fox News contributor, said, While there's not enough information to be conclusive yet, the three fractures were rare, said Baden, whose probe cases involving O.J. Simpson, JFK, Martin Luther King, record producer Phil Spector, and New England Patriots star uh, Aaron Hernandez, and many others. I would personally hardly call Aaron Hernandez a star. I mean, he was he was good, but he wasn't a star. But anyway, this guy, clear, he knows his stuff, okay? And here, here's something huge. I've not seen in 50 years where that occurred in a suicidal hanging. We all know what he's saying, but he, he just, he can't, he can't come out and say that he was murdered. Now, we as a, as a society, it is, this is on us. Not, not this whole, not this whole sex ring, but this right here, we need to find out who killed Jeffrey Epstein. We need, we need, we need these names to come out. We need these people to be revealed. And how, and how do we do this? Well, I'm going to say this. Media is very powerful. It's extremely powerful. It's actually going to be part of one of my next topics. And we have to find a way to use the media to get our point across of saying, okay, we all know Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. You need to investigate because we need to know what happened and how can we prevent this from happening again? How can we do this? Because we don't want this to happen. No one. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the amazing thing. Okay, when you look at pedophiles or child molesters, no one likes those people. No one, no one likes those people. In prison, they have to be watched very carefully because even the prisoners, even the lowlifes in prison can't stand those people. Okay, so if we if we want to if we want to get this stuff right, we as a society we have to go we have to go to the media, we have to tweet about it, we have to write articles about it, we have to we have to do the things to get to get this investigation going. Because I remember when he killed himself, uh, Attorney General um, Bill Barr said, "Okay, there's going to be an investigation." We haven't heard anything. Since that day. The only thing that has been coming out is, you know, pretty, here's the thing. Pretty much when he died, that was it. There, were, there was, I want to say there was like a week where we didn't hear anything about Jeffrey Epstein at all. And then someone, and then someone, I, I'm going to admit, I actually, I actually nearly forgot the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing happened until I saw something in the news I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Because remember, 
When he got caught, he was in the news every single day for hours on end. He dies. Nothing. Like, no, like, no, just nothing. And it's like, okay, man. So, are we going to get any answers? We have to we have to figure out who who was behind this, what person or what group. And here's the thing, here's the thing. It's gonna be hard to investigate because there are so many there are so many people with motives. Successful, rich, powerful, resourceful people. And it's like, okay, what are you gonna do? How are we gonna get these guys? And it I I, I I believe here's the thing we as we as regular citizens we can't go out and do the investigation ourselves we can't but what we can do we can we can we can just show okay we we know what ha- we know something happened we don't buy what you gave us we don't we don't buy the we we're not going to eat the food that you're giving us Oh yeah, so um, uh, uh, Mr. Epstein, he was uh, found uh, dead in his cell, and he uh, he uh, he hung himself. Nobody bought that. No one bought that. If you bought that, I I question your ability to reason, or I or I would just say, okay, you probably didn't. You probably knew absolutely nothing about Jeffrey Epstein. You just heard. If there was a guy who was found dead in his cell, and you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. So for some reason, this guy's in the news. Those those would be my arguments. If if you actually believed that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, so we 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 have to we have to show and we have to express we are not satisfied. We are not okay with the garbage that you just try to give us, which is really more than anything. Just insulting. You really thought we were going to buy that? I mean, I mean, seriously, seriously. You're like, okay, you know, we'll give him this. Well, okay, what are we going to say? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just say he killed himself. I mean, I mean, how, how stupid do you think millions of people are collectively? I mean, I mean, you don't have, you don't have, here's the thing, you don't have to be brilliant to know, to know that he didn't kill himself. You could have been an average person and just looking at the details surrounding his death, and you're like, okay, I don't know all that stuff about the anatomy and stuff like that, but I can figure out with, with broken cameras, fake guards, he wasn't checked on for three hours, he had no cellmate, he was already on suicide watch, taken off the list. And then put in put in, in a cell by himself. Clearly, something happened because that's not protocol at all. So that that's all I'm going to say about this. But we we have to show that w- that we aren't taking this. That we're we're not going to just accept and just lay down and take and take that answer of he killed himself because we know he didn't. We, we need an investigation. We need to find out what happened. Who was behind this? Okay. 
Um, where am I going to go next here? I think I'm going to go... I'm going to... Yeah, I'll go with the NFL story. Okay. So, ABC News... Um, yesterday... Came out with an article that says... The NFL earns lowest score for racial gender hiring in 15 years. Okay. Here we go. The NFL received its lowest overall score in racial and gender hiring practices in 15 years, according to a new diversity report. The Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sport Sport released its annual racial and gender report, report card Wednesday, giving the NFL a B for racial hiring practices and a C plus for hiring for gender hiring practices. This gave the NFL a combined B- grade for its overall score of 79.3, a notable decrease from its score of 81.6 last year. Most notably, the B for racial hiring practices broke a streak of nine consecutive years of earning an A- or higher. The NFL's score for race was 82.3, 6.7 percentage points lower than last year's score of 89%. The score for gender was 76%, a 2-point percentage increase from 2018. Almost all of this attributed to drop in head coaches and head coach of color general ma- general managers of color because we put additional weight on those numbers. Here's what people need to understand. I hate this story because... I I don't understand the idea. I don't understand the idea of you of you having to hire certain people just because of just for the sake of diversity. That's stupid. You you should hire based off competence. If someone is not competent, I don't care what they are. I don't care if they are a Martian. I don't I don't care if they are Here's what we need to understand about a job. Whatever the job is. Let's say let's say you have a job to flip patties. Okay? You you work at a, you work at a fast food restaurant. Let's let me throw out a number. Let's say you have to flip Let's say you have to flip a thousand patties in an hour. I I don't I don't know. I just came up with a number, okay? If you have to, if you have a quota of a thousand patties an hour, and you consistently produce less than the quantity that you are, the quota that you are supposed to produce, you are not competent for that job. And you need to go. Because you can't clearly do the job. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. I, the best person for the job should be in the job. Stop looking at race and gender. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you look at this stuff, it's about okay, can you do it? Hiring hiring for the sake of hiring, hi, excuse me, hiring based on the sake of diversity, it's going to kill us as an economy and just it it'll kill a business. Because, I'm going to say this again, and I've said this multiple times, 
across many topics, but this applies. Whatever, if you're trying to do two things, if you're trying to, if you're trying to go for competence and, you know, diversity, you have to prioritize one, okay? And in order to do whichever one you prioritize, the bottom, the second one is going to suffer. Anything under the first one is going to suffer. What is your main goal? Is your main goal competence? Okay, diversity is going to suffer because you're going to be like, okay, can they do the job? Can they do the job? It's just that simple. I remember, I remember when, um, what's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? For the, uh, the one who used to coach the Browns, Hugh Jackson. I remember, I remember he used to do, whatchamacallit? He used to talk about how, like he, like, he, he pretty much he got fired and he went he went I, this is just off the top of my head i think he went 448 and 1 i mean he was horrible and then his friend marvin lewis uh hired him as a special like a, either a special assistant or like an advisor to him which I don't know why you would want Hugh Jackson as an advisor to you if you're that bad. But it's like it's like you you can't stop looking stop looking at race. Can you do the job? It's like this. It's like this. I I, I gave I gave the patty example. Let me give another example. Okay. Okay. This this is probably going to get me in more trouble, but that's but whatever. Take models for example. Let's say let's let's say let's say um. Let's let's say bikini models, okay? What is their job? If you have a bikini model, what does that mean? That means their job is to look good. In a bikini, and it's to and it's to make others want to buy that bikini. Okay, that that's their job. If they don't look good in the bikini, and they don't they don't make you want to get that, if they don't want to make women buy that bikini, they're not doing their job well. It it's it's that simple. Stop, I mean, this, this is just so, this is so stupid. I mean, you've got, you've got Brian Flores as coach of the Dolphins. He is, I mean, they're tanking it. I mean, they are the worst football, they're the worst football team I can think of since, for sure since I've been watching football. Which has been the third grade. I mean, they are. God awful. And I'm I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's be because he's black, but it, it you know NFL here's the thing, NFL owners make a lot of make a lot of money. They're billionaires. Okay, they've worked hard to get to where they are. And part of doing that, part of becoming a billionaire is understanding good investments. You have to know, okay, where should I put my money? 
Am I gonna am I going to get my money's worth? You have you have to do that if you want to succeed. And they I think they are examples of, you know, succeeding. Now, you may say, oh, you know, they had a silver spoon in their mouth, you know, as they were growing up. Yes, but they still have they still have to maintain their ability to succeed. They may be they may let's say they're already at the top. Let's say they were a son of a billionaire. And then and then they inherited the team. They still have to make good decisions. It's not like they just get it's just like, oh, I okay, so I have the mind of you know the person who had it before me. No, they're their own person. They still have to work to maintain and raise the legacy of the team and themselves. I am not for telling people how to use their money. It's their money. Telling someone, telling someone to hire... Here's what they're doing. They're saying, hire more women and hire minorities just for the sake of being diverse. I don't care. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're if you're a Latino. I I don't I don't care. Can you do the job, man? Woman, can you do it? That's all that matters. Lapchick noted that there are currently only four people of color in head coaching positions down from a record time eight to start the 2017 and 2018 seasons. Also, there were only GMs who are people of color to start the 2019 season. Um, a decrease from four in 2018 and six in 2017. That's concerning. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. In an attempt... To progressively and he, and I hate this rule, the Rooney the Rooney rule. In an attempt to progressively continue diversity and inclusion efforts, the NFL made improvements to the Rooney rule, forcing teams to go outside their organizations to interview a candidate of color, or to interview a candidate who is on the league's career developmental development advisory panel list. Lapchick said. So you're gonna t- you're telling me you are going to tell me who I have to interview. You have to inter- you have to interview at least one person of color. Here's what's so stupid about that rule. That rule does nothing. It does nothing. Here's why. You pull in a person of color, or let's okay, you have a head coaching position open. You're like, okay. Well, guys, we gotta find a new we gotta find a new coach. Okay? Do we have anyone in mind? Usually, usually the answer is yes. Usually there's already a short list. Okay, you look at that short list and they're like, okay, okay, you like him, you like him, you like that person. Okay, all right, let's let's see if we can get these people in. Wait a minute, we don't have a person of color on here. Well, you know, we'll just we'll just bring anyone over and you know just give them an interview and then you know we we follow the rule. That's what that does. That it doesn't do it doesn't make it doesn't. You already you already have people in mind when you replace someone. That's usually what happens. It's not like oh that's it no head we have no head coach. Well we got no direction. We don't know what to do. We'll 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 go for anybody. Just make your best pitch to us. Sometimes sometimes your mind is changed. 
but usually you already have an idea of who you want to hire. It doesn't matter what their color is. It doesn't matter, and I'm I'm just I'm so tired of this happening, man. Most of the NFL is black. Or I should say most of the NFL players are black. I think, I think, don't quote me on this. Don't quote me on this. I think it's a little bit above 70%. I think. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty good. That's pretty high. If you're talking, if you want to talk about diversity. But at the end of the day, you have to look at it this way. Owners also want to know, okay, who do I put on the field? Who is going to get me, who's going to get me wins? Who's going to get me revenue? That's what I care about. They don't, they don't, they don't care about, they don't care about race. They're like, okay, who can, who can I get? There are certain, there are certain groups, certain ethnicities, certain cultures that are good, that are better suited, that are better suited at certain things. Yep, well, there you go. That was weird. Okay, but you have where they only go for people that they're interested in. They go, okay, who's going, who's going to get, who's going to bring in revenue? Who's going to bring in, um, who's going to bring in numbers? Who's going to bring, who's going, who's going to raise the stock here? And, you know, blacks just have, blacks have more fast twitch muscles. Blacks are typically more athletic. Um, they're faster. And those are good things to, that you need in football. And this, this is just, it's just so pitiful, man. Stop telling people how to spend their money and stop trying to hire just for sheer diversity. It's not about diversity. Who can who can get the job done? That is what matters. If you can get the job done and you can do it at a high level, good. Let, let, let's get them. Th- these are hard positions to get. They are because people say people say the NFL is um, people say the NFL is a club, or I should say sports organizations are clubs in a way. Where if you get fired somewhere, you're still in the community of people who could get hired. So like one coach, he can get fired and then, you know, they could be seen as bad and then they they still get hired again. And then there are people on the outside of the gate trying to look in and get inside for, for just one shot. I get it. It's hard. But people, but here's the thing. People naturally tend to tend to go with people that they're comfortable with than people that they're uncomfortable with. They would rather bring in someone who's proven and maybe not that good than someone who who's like, okay, um I don't really know how good you are, but here's the keys to the franchise. That's not a thing. That's not something you do. You go with people, you decide to go with people who you're comfortable with. It's hard. I get it. Though there's o- there's only so many positions. There's only there's only thirty two head coaching positions. They're very hard to get. 
when you get it, you should hold on to it for dear life and do the very best you can. It's just that simple. Stop stop looking at this as a racial thing. It's not a, it's not about that. Can you can you get the job done? And I say this to other people, I say this to people now. You know, most obviously most of my listeners aren't NFL or NBA or anything like that players. They're average everyday Joes. If you're a minority or if you're a woman, or you're or you're I should say if you're a minority in whatever sector you are, and you're trying to go for something and you get rejected, stop looking at it as a racial or gender based thing. Stop. Just don't don't do that to yourself because when you do that, it's like this. It's always easier to blame someone else. If you look at it in a light that says, oh, they 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 didn't hire me because it's like this. If I go to a job interview and I say, oh, I don't get a job. It's like, oh, they didn't hire me because I'm black. If that's my mindset, I can't change the fact that I'm black. That it's, then in my mind, it's like, okay, you know what? If I can't get hired because I'm black, why shoot for anything then? That's a big problem I have with Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Because they always try to show that black people are victims and minorities are victims. And it's like, if you just have this victim mentality and you, and you have this mindset that whatever you do, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna not succeed and you're not gonna be in first because you're black. Well, why try for anything? Why, why shoot? Why have goals? Why try anything? If, 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 if I just have that, if I just have this belief, then I'm always going to be last because of my skin color or because of my genitalia. If you, if you, if you have that mindset, just do yourself a favor. Don't do anything. My goodness. My goodness. Okay. I got pretty heated on that one. Okay. Now, this is, uh, from Forbes. And, um, I'm going to say this to the left. I'm going to say this to the left, okay? And and Tommy Loren actually made this point. And Tommy Loren, I've said this multiple times, but she is... She's not the smartest person. There's a lot of stuff she says that I think is kind of dumb and stupid, flat out. But she is sexy. Okay, that's all I got to say about Tommy Loren. Oh, not well, not just that. But... She talked, she's, she made this same point that I'm about to make. The left is all about, the left is the, it, are, the left is the side of the spectrum that came up with this whole cancel culture thing. Okay? President Obama. You remember that guy? The guy who was in before Donald Trump? You remember that guy? That guy? The black guy? The one who is, you know, yes we can? That guy? Yes, him. He is telling the left to stop cancel culture. He's saying to get over it. Let me say this. When you have President Obama, the, the, you know, <laughs> pretty much the darling of the left for practically a decade, when he's telling you guys to stop, that means you guys are going way too far. He was quiet for a long time. He hasn't said anything about the election, really. He's been to himself. Him and Michelle have been doing their thing. They've been smart. They've been staying out of politics. 
good for them. But he has now come out and said, hey, okay, that's enough. That's enough of the cancel culture. It doesn't really do anything. It's not. It was beautiful. And it just it just shows it shows like if you're on the left and you are supporting cancel culture, just think about this. Your former darling for a decade, President Barack Hussein Obama is saying stop with the cancel culture. That's pretty powerful stuff. That's amazing. So here's the article. In this picture, he's with um, the very lovely Yara Shahidi, who is, she is so pretty to me. Like, she's she's just amazing. I think she's a good actress. I can't wait to see what she does in the future. Um, but yeah, I just, I like Yara Shahidi. Um, okay, here we go. A recurring theme in my posts on Forbes.com has been the excess of cancel culture in which individuals are punished um, for acts that are considered a violation of today's social justice norms, even if those acts occurred very long ago, or isolated instances, or happened in a complex context. Previous posts have discussed a school security guard who was fired for telling a student not to call him the N-word. A governor under pressure to resign because she wore blackface at a college event half a century ago. A student admissions a student's admission to Harvard revoked because of private racist remarks he wrote in high school and a college trustee forced to resign because he once wore a Nazi costume to a college party decades ago. Now, a lot of those I'm familiar with, um, or I should say this, I'm not familiar with the security guard being called the N-word. Um, I'm familiar with Kyle, Kyle Kashuv, um, having his Harvard admission revoked because of, because of him saying, uh, nigga or niggas and stuff like that and private text messages, which I, again, don't care about. I don't, I don't care about. I, uh, there's just bigger things to worry about. Obvious, and here we go. Obviously, a lot of those, a lot of these incidents are connected to allegations of racism. So it was particularly interesting to hear President Barack Obama weigh in so forcefully on the issue last night. Speaking at an, at an Obama Foundation summit in Chicago, he said, One danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, I do get a sense something now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media. There is this sense sometimes the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people, and that's enough. Like, if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the wrong verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself. Because, man, did you see how woke I was? I called you out. President Obama, I believe you hit it on the head. You hit the, you hit the nail on the head. It, see, here's the thing. Social justice warriors, they're very narcissistic. They look at themselves and they think that they're, that they're just these people who are just, they're so woke and they're so intelligent and they're just so up to date and they are so qualified to look at people and just say, okay, who is following the rules of society? Who is, who is following the norms and who's doing the correct thing? We look at these people. And we say, mm, oh, you're not doing the correct thing. You know, we're going to we're going to cancel you. 
It is just so disgusting and so narcissistic. He hit it on the head. Obama may have been motivated to speak on this issue as a result of yet another blackface incident, this one involving Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Obama tweeted his support for Trudeau after pictures of him in brownface brown face paint hit the internet. Trudeau apologized for his poor judgment, but many refused to accept the apology. I don't understand. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. It's like this. Let's, let's, let's just say we all just bow down to the social justice wars and just say, okay, whatever you say, it goes. And whoever you say cancel, we cancel. Let's say we do that. What do you want those people to do? When those people are canceled, quote unquote canceled, and those people are now rejected from society and you don't accept their apology, what do you want them to do? Time machines, in case you, in case you don't know, Time machines either are not released to the public yet, or they don't exist. You, they, we can't go back to fix the mistakes that we made. You can't do that. So when someone says, oh, okay, you know what? Someone says, okay, you know what? You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. No, we don't accept your apology. What do you want them to do? And it's not a, you, it's not a, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about apologies. You don't have to accept them. You can accept them or you can ignore them. You, you, don't, you don't have to take them. And it doesn't, and here's the thing. If you are apologizing, you don't, it doesn't matter if they take it or not. It doesn't. Because you, you, once, once, here's the thing. An apology is like this. You stick your hand out for a handshake. You can't make the person want to shake your hand. You can you can grab them by their hand, form it into form it into the correct shape to to shake your hand, and then you do it. That doesn't necessarily mean that they accepted it. That means you you forced them to do it. It, it you can't make someone accept your apology. But this is just so. This is Obama hit it. Obama hit the nail on the head. It's about you know feeling woke and just judging others. One, because I think you have nothing better to do. I think that's one reason. And also because you just think that you're just so much better than everyone else. And it's like it's like a lot of these insta- instances, they don't even matter that much. I mean, you had you had you had people want to cancel Dave Chappelle. You know, some people and remember. Social justice warriors, here's what we need to understand. Social justice warriors are a small portion of the population. They are a very small group of people relative to the rest of everyone else. And it's like, it's like, when did we just decide to just let this small, ridiculous minority of people just make the rules and just say, okay, we're going to go with that? These aren't elected officials. These are just people who we think, oh, you know, they they just, they feel it's their right to create norms of society. And, and, that, and that everyone else is just supposed to follow them. It's ridiculous. Kevin Hart, he, hit, he was hit with cancel culture. Um, Dave Chappelle, so many people. I mean, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. I mean... Kanye West, 
Um, Logan Paul. And Logan, here's the thing with Logan Paul. Logan Paul was canceled after he posted a deeply disturbing video involving suicide on YouTube. This is from a different article, by the way. Um, and he, he's, to me, here's the thing. When I saw that video, I was like, I didn't, I gotta be honest, I didn't care that much because I was like, okay, first of all, first of all, it's a weird video. Why would you even want to go there? Why would you even want to go to a forest where it's, I think they call it suicide forest if I remember correctly. Why would you even want to go there in the first place? And it's like, of all the possible things you could have, you could have done a video on, you did, you made fun of, you know, people committing suicide. It's like, there were just, there were just so many other things that you could have, that you could have done. Taylor Swift has been canceled many times. Um, it's, it's just, it's just stupid. It is stupid. James Gunn, um, and remember he was fired from shooting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 this summer when tweets written between 08 and 2012 that joked about child abuse and pedophilia resurfaced. And here's what I, you know, you guys already know what I say about resurfaced. These things don't resurface. These things are dug up. They don't, they don't just come up naturally to the top of your feet. No. People just have, have, there are certain people who have lives and their life is focused on, okay, what dirt can I find on anybody? That, there are some jobs that do that. And it's like, okay, let me go through all their, all their social media. Let me just, let me just go through that. And that's why you should also be careful what you post on social media. So you, you, you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you find something, and you're like, doggone it, I done found something. And then you bring it up and you're like, look at what this person did. Man, I mean, it, this, it doesn't help anybody. And he, here's what I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying when the left, they don't want, in, they don't want inclusion. They don't want diversity. Because what happens is, when you say, okay, if someone if someone says, okay, I made a mistake, I did the wrong thing, and you don't accept their apology, you that that by definition means that you are excluding them. You're excluding them because you are not accepting them and you are not taking them in. And just like, okay, you know what? You made a mistake, you know, you know, you can't go back, you can't fix it, but you know what, you can you can start now and work your way forward. So it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like you, it's like you have to be perfect, which is not possible because norms change all the time and there are different standards with different people. I mean, let's be real. If we all just, if we were all just honest and we all just looked at our own stuff, we'd be like, wow, no, I mean, nobody here is clean. I mean, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. People's people's bars on social norms they vary but let me tell you something i'm going to say this again and then i'm done when president obama the president obama of all people tells you to stop with cancel culture that means you need to stop and i'm talking to the left here 
when when he says you got to stop that means that that means that means you guys have come to a point where you're like okay cancel 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 and obama's just looking at this and then like okay all right i'm trying to be quiet about this keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it and then he's like at some point he's just like that's it i ha- i have to i have to say something He's just he's just trying to he's just trying to still decompress from being president. He's trying to make up lost time that he, you know, couldn't spend with his wife and his kids. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to go out and have fun. But he pulled back pulled himself back into um back into pop culture and stuff like that and said stop with the cancel culture. If he did that, that means you got to just stop. You 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 got to just just end it, and it's so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. And let me tell, and let me say this: if you are, I guess, I hate using this word, but if you are a victim of cancel culture and you're told, okay, you know what, you're if you're if you're pretty much told, okay, you're canceled, okay, you're done, no one wants to be around you. You keep fighting, keep fighting. Don't just don't just bow to these people. I have people who've told me that my stuff is extremely mean and that I'm, you know, that it's, you know, I'm mean, I'm rude, I'm a sociopath, I'm a psychopath, I'm canceled, I'm just a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, it's like, don't, don't listen to these buffoons. Just leave, just leave it alone. And based on your mentality, you can turn that into fuel for the fire. And you keep going about your passion. You you haven't done anything wrong. And if you did, you can't go back. You can apologize and just be like, okay, I'm sorry. And and also, let me say this. I know I keep saying I'm going to stop, but you, you guys know how I get. If you have not done, if you don't believe you've done anything wrong, don't apologize. Ever. Don't say I'm sorry unless you are. Here's what I'm sorry means. I am sorry. The phrase, I am sorry is short for I am sorrowful, which means you feel bad, you feel sorry, you feel what you have done is wrong. If you don't feel that, don't say I am sorry because first of all it's a lie. And two, it doesn't do it doesn't really do anything. If you if you don't mean it. That's all I gotta say, man. Just you know this cancel culture, man, it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous.